Hello, my name is Tapio Maseba and this is episode 18 of the Commercial Awareness Podcast. As I announced on the podcast Instagram page that there will be two episodes this weekend to assist with any last-minute training contract applications, I will shed a little more light into what the Sunday episode will cover at the end of this episode. Now, without further ado, here are some headlines. Evershed Sutherland have opened an office in San Diego, California, with a focus on IP patent litigation, patent prosecution, and IP due diligence. British contract management software company ContractPod Technologies won a $55 million in venture capital funding. ContractPod called the amount a record for legal tech. EY, or Ernst & Young, have expanded their legal arm to Shenzhen, China. DWF has won a tender from BT for a managed legal services mandate in which BT will outsource its insurance and real estate work to the firm for five years. They beat over 20 other bidders and will do the work for BT using its managed services arm. Apple has agreed to buy the majority of Intel's smartphone modem chip business for $1 billion. Apple will acquire the intellectual property, equipment, and leases relating to the business and will take on around 2,200 Intel employees. Five of the UK's largest gambling companies have committed to pay around £60 million a year by 2023 towards treating gambling addicts. This can be seen as the gambling firms addressing calls for a tax to be placed on them to address gambling addiction, or can merely be seen as companies being more socially aware. Boeing have reported their biggest ever quarterly loss amid the 737 MAX crisis and have had to compensate airlines £3.9 billion as a result of the grounded planes. There is still no news over the eventual civil payout they may have to pay for the families of the victims of the Lion Air and Ethiopian Airlines crashes. Finally, the SRA have reported a rise in money laundering and workplace harassment in the cases they investigate. If you would like to read more on those headlines, links will be in the description. And now, the longer reads. Nissan have reported a 99% drop in profits compared to the same quarter last year, and will cut even more jobs worldwide. We've spoken about Nissan a number of times over the life of the podcast, the first being the Carlos Ghosn scandal, and then the discontinuation of production of a popular Nissan model in their Sunderland plant. And now, after announcing a 99% drop in operating profits, more jobs will be cut and fewer cars will be produced. Now, in episode 10, we actually went into a bit of depth as to why production was slowing down for them. Obviously, back then, it was easy to simply say uh, Brexit, but because this now shows a worldwide issue, it allows us to ask bigger questions about the automobile industry. The trade war, new emission standards, environmentally conscious consumers, and even ride-sharing apps could all contribute to the problems that all automakers are facing. But obviously, Nissan has had its own internal problems, namely Carlos Ghosn's arrest, as said in episode 5, for understating his income. I always see a story like this as great for long-time listeners and even new listeners. For long-time listeners, it shows the links we've built along the way. Mentioning other car makers scaling down, the Ghosn scandal 13 episodes ago, and so on. And for new listeners, it demonstrates how commercial awareness is built, really. Linking similar stories together and seeing what they mean for a company, an industry, consumers, or the law. Credit for this story goes to Jill Dysis and Charisse Pham. Now, the second story is that new rules on inheritance tax, or IHT as it's called, have been proposed. Firstly, if you don't know what inheritance tax is, it is the tax paid on someone's estate after their death, taxed at 40% for any money above a £325,000 threshold. There are also a number of reliefs available other than that threshold. 
About 3.7% of estates paid IHT last year, and yet it is labeled Britain's most hated tax. Now, a change to those rules on inheritance tax may help some of the headaches that come attached with it. The particular change is changing the seven-year rule to five years after an independent review ordered by former Chancellor Philip Hammond was concluded. This seven-year rule related to gift-giving through someone's life and means that assets given away during a person's lifetime are exempt from inheritance tax if the person lives for seven years after making the gift. If the individual dies within three to seven years of making the gift, the tax becomes payable on a sliding scale. The proposed change would be to make it a five-year limit which could potentially result in people gifting most of their estate, so their estate is not subject to more tax. It also assists the administration of determining some gifts, as bank statements only go back six years. However, considering that the HMRC received £4.38 billion in inheritance tax this last year, and only $7 million of that total came from gifts people gave more than five years before their death, this does not make that vast a difference in IHT. In short, if you are interested in any private client work or the administration of the estate, these proposed rules are significant to be aware of, but ultimately this looks like a practical rule that should have no problems in being introduced and only minimally assists in simplifying the inheritance tax rules. Credit for this story goes to Emma Ajiamang. And now, the final story is that French MPs have taken a major step in policing the internet by backing a bill giving online platforms 24 hours to remove any hate speech reported by users. First of all, I picked the story as I felt that it followed quite well from episode 17's story about defamation, Facebook and news platforms, and generally highlights how laws are trying to catch up with the internet. This news story places an onus on search engines and platforms to remove hate speech within 24 hours, and if they fail, they face a fine of up to 1.25 million euros. Hate speech is not the only content, however, that this is limited to, with content encouraging terrorism, inciting hatred, violence, discrimination, and child pornography also under the bill as content that must be removed. This is similar to a law in Germany that requires platforms to remove illegal material within 24 hours or face a fine of up to 50 million euros. Obviously, this starts a debate into censorship and free speech and possibly leads to internet platforms becoming the judge before the courts in determining what is and what isn't hate speech. Granted, rules like this were eventually necessary considering the Christchurch terrorist attack that was broadcasted on Facebook Live, for example, though a 24-hour limit would not have been much help there. Regardless, it would be reasonable to assume that laws like this may be in the works in other countries. We are starting to see governments grow impatient with some platforms, and this could be seen as a reasonable step in policing the internet, a place many people spend a fair amount of their day. However, this also asks a question about data. Related to this, Facebook agreed to give French judges the identification data of French users suspected of hate speech. Assuming that such a clause in Facebook's terms of service already allows Facebook to assist criminal investigations, it begs the question as to the so-called sacredness of our data, and ultimately whether you, the listener, sees this law as a good step in policing the internet, and also believe that the companies you give your data to should be able to, for example, give it to law enforcement if needed. Credit for this story goes to Harriet Agnew. This has been the Commercial Awareness Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. And before I say goodbye, I want to say that I believe that the last story was a good segue into what I want the next episode to be. There have been a number of stories over the past few weeks and months that circle around the same topic, data. Therefore, I want the next episode to be a sort of bonus episode that explores all of the data stories, 
an argument for why they matter so much, and ultimately my take on the debate, for better or for worse. Once again, this has been the Commercial Awareness Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe, and you'll hear from me on Sunday.